0: Awakened Reality Podcast, JFK Assassination. 45 minutes. Hola!
1: Peace, not war,
0: bro. Peace, not war? What is that? is That's that? a, a W. A, oh, it's a W yeah. for, for W. Bush? West Side. Oh, West Side. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were giving it George W. Bush. What's that,
1: boy? Anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a serious-looking yeah. yeah. can of beer.
1: This is, a, this, is a, um, this is 24 fluid ounces, so it's not quite a forty.
0: No, it's 16 less.
1: Yeah, 16 less than a 40.
0: So would a 40 be like this tall? A 40, is that how they come?
1: No, a 40 is like fatter.
0: It's fatter, okay. Yeah,
1: 40 is fatter.
0: I think I had and, a...
1: And, and it has to be drank in a, in a paper bag, I think. Oh, to really? To be,
0: you know, really cool. That's the law.
1: Yeah, we only have 24, so maybe we can put it... The I think I've had a fact.
0: 40 once, but I think it was a 40 of Fosters. F- <laughs> I think it's F- only 40 Fost- i Fost- F- F- Fosters. 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 What's F- Canadian? How would they pronounce it? Well, it's a it, is, is it a Canadian beer or yeah, is it Australian? So. Oh no, you're right. It's Australian. I thought it was Canadian. <laughs> I get all those two countries mixed up.
1: Steel Reserve is the name of the beer. Yep. Um, we got this here in uh, West Lebanon, New Hampshire. That is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it from? And it is a slow brewed for exceptionally smooth flavor, high gravity lager. High gravity meaning
0: eight point one percent alcohol Ooh. by volume. Oh goodness! This is going to be my death. I can't even find where they make this. Oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have no idea what to expect out of this beer.
1: Okay, and so we we have the beer, just like every other time we are on. And, and I have one other thing. Can you hand me those little, little packets or anything? Oh, sure, sure. I think it, I already I know. Now, these, as you probably know, I've seen before, they're ho-hos. Ho-hos. Why do you think I got the ho-hos for today's podcast, Steve?
0: Um, they're tasty?
1: Yes, but
0: not the real reason. Oh, okay, yeah. The
1: real reason is because a lot of the things we talk about and what we do here is we try to find the hose in the story. <laughs>
0: I made that mistake again, right? I forgot to pour it against the side. Just put it. your finger in it. Oh, th- the, the salt The
1: salt in. makes it go away. Oh, really? Yeah. No, honestly, if you stick your finger right in it, watch. Like
0: way deep in yeah. there. Yeah. Okay.
1: Do it again. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anyway, I just made this guy stick a finger oh, in there. He's so naive. Welcome what, back. What a that. maroon. Welcome anyway, so for all the hohos in the storyos, yeah, that's what this is is representing. But they three are actually, they actually are really good. The three hohos.
0: Yeah,
1: there's three. <gasps> Maybe that's why.
0: Okay, we're one fifteenth of the way through. Okay. All right, let's talk about Edwin Walker. Mm. Edwin okay. Walker was born in Kerr County, Texas on November 10th, 1909. He graduated from the New Mexico Military Institute in 1927. This was followed by attendance at West Point Academy. And during the Second World War, Walker commanded a joint Canadian-American commando team in Italy. Ah. So he sounds kind of like an all-American guy.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: All-American Texan. Um, In 1947... He helped the monarchists defeat communist insurgents during the Greek Civil War. Whoa! So he had kind of a a distinguished history, you know, fighting communism right from the get-go. Kind of like Batman, a little bit. Yeah, did Batman fight communism? I think he did. Okay. A long time ago. I mean, I must have missed that particular comic. (laughs) Um, He also saw action in the Korean War. Yeah, I gotta try this. Um, Cheers. Cheers. It's not Foster's, but you know. (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh goodness gracious Okay guys Honestly <gasps>
1: This is my first beer Tonight <laughs>
0: Yeah we yeah, It's your first Alcoholic beverage It's my first
1: It's my first beer <laughs> Yeah
0: mm. It's interesting It's got a nice little kick it? Yeah Well yeah Must 8, 8.1% mm. Moving sweet. on It tastes like there's sugar in it
1: It's kind of sweet <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Okay so Um Okay. On his return to the United States, he became commander of the Arkansas Military District in Little Rock.
1: Oh, Little Rock, Arkansas! a good friend of ours lives there? Yeah. we used to, it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Can oh, you yeah. get? Can you guess who it was? Uh, a friend of yours, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a friend of mine. <laughs> um, so so far so good for this guy, right? No, kind of he's good. doing doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. But here we go, we're gonna get into the 50s. On the 3rd of September, 1957, the governor of Arkansas, a man called Orville Faubus, used the National Guard to stop black children from attending the local high school in Little Rock. Uh-huh. And uh, mm-hmm. Woodrow Mann, who was, the, who was the mayor of the city, mm-hmm. uh, of, um, of Little Rock, disagreed with this decision and he asked President Dwight Eisenhower to um, send federal troops into Little Rock. So what happened? So what happened was ultimately, Eisenhower ordered paratroopers into um, into Little Little Rock to help protect protect the black children who are going to Little Rock Central High School. Huh? So he did the right thing. Did right thing. Um, and but. The white population, or much of the white population of Little Rock, were furious that they were being forced to integrate their schools. And um, and Orville Faubus, who was the governor of Arkansas, described the federal troops as an army of occupation. Oof. So this is kind of setting the stage. You know, you may wonder, what does this have to do with Edwin Walker? You know? Hey, Steve. Yes.
1: What does this have to do with Edwin Walker, specifically?
0: <laughs> well... Um, Edwin Walker was a supporter of the John Birch Society and was personally totally opposed to school segregation. However, as the commander of the Arkansas Military District, he was the one who was forced to implement the orders of Dwight Eisenhower. (laughs) So essentially the president came in in and said, you know, you're a military man, Edwin Walker, Mm -hmm. you need to do this and so he had to kind of help integrate Little Rock against his wishes which made him very kind of upset
1: yeah, I would see that
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's see moving moving on um, in October of 1959 Edwin Walker was appointed commander of the 24th Infantry Division in Europe and was stationed in Augsburg, Germany Mm -hmm. and while he was there in April 1961, he was accused of indoctr- indoctrinating his troops with right-wing literature from the John Birch Society.
1: Oh, uh uh
0: uh Because of that, John F. Kennedy asked Robert McNamara to relieve Walker of his command, and there was an, inv- an investigation into this affair. Um, Kennedy was accused by um, Edwin Walker and others of trying to suppress anti-communist feeling in the military. So he was be- being accused of being kind of too soft on communists. Edwin Walker resigned from the army in protest about the way he had been treated. It was either that or he was he was mm-hmm.
1: fired. I mean, when,
0: mm-hmm. you know. So what you have with Edwin Walker is you have a person who, who is um, upset at integration taking place, you know, under his jurisdiction. And he also is upset specifically at John F. Kennedy due to, um, you know, John F. Kennedy kind of coming in and saying you can't be a a proxy for the John Birch Society, this Mm ultra-right-wing group in the military. You can't, you know, do that. Um, So Edwin Walker said, um, this is a quote from him, April 16th, 1961, my career has been destroyed I must find another means of serving my country in time of her great need to do this I must be free from the power of the little men who in the name of my country punish loyal service to it so it kind of makes you wonder how did he decide to try to serve his country in a different way
1: yeah I mean yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a you know there's a lot of quotes honestly mm-hmm. there's 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 a lot of quotes folks if you took all the actual quotes mm-hmm. from what people actually said you you go well how did ever anybody not figure out he was gonna get popped earlier? In the mm-hmm. day?
0: That's a good point.
1: <laughs> I, I mean you know all the way down to the to the gentleman. Uh, I can't recall his name. Who put an ad in the paper the day, the day of the killing mm. of JFK that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, said wanted for treason? Mm. You know, I mean, he had a lot more to do with the killing of JFK than just putting out a mm-hmm. you know horrible ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the yeah, paper. Um, most you, likely you would think. As you'll learn down the line, but um, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: so yeah, it's just funny. Um, so. Uh, Uh, There's an author, David Talbot, he wrote the book Brothers, The Hidden History of the Kennedy Years. He claims that Walker's indoctrination program had been endorsed by a General Lyman, Lemnitzer. And he quotes this author, David Talbot, quotes a letter from Lemnitzer to Walker, saying that he found um, Edwin Walker's efforts interesting and useful. So there's the thought that this wasn't just kind of Edwin Walker, kind of functioning by himself in the military.
1: Ah, smatterings of
0: conspiracy, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So Walker started kind of getting involved. Now he's out of the military, so he's thinking, kind of, what can I do to uh, to get involved? Um, In September of 1961, he organized protests against the enrollment of James Meredith, a black individual at the University of Mississippi. Um, Another incident the following year, the same place, resulted in two reporters being killed. Oops! Attorney General Robert Kennedy responded Uh Uh-oh! by issuing a warrant for Walker's arrest on the charges of seditious conspiracy, insurrection, and rebellion. Wow! Walker then became a leading figure in the fight against what he considered to be the liberal establishment In Dallas, he gave many speeches around the country denouncing communism and liberalism and JFK. In February of 1962, he ran for governor of Texas. Um, He gained the support of Barry Goldwater, but he didn't win. And as we know, John Connolly went on to, to be governor. So this is Edwin Walker. And so do you know how he kind of comes into the whole story of the JFK assassination? I don't, Steve tell? Okay, well let's let's talk about that. On the evening of april tenth, nineteen sixty three, Edwin Walker was sitting in his study when a bullet entered his house through a window frame and struck the wall close to his head, supposedly. Well we know that well, we, it, we know it, we know it hit the wall. We don't know if he happened to be sitting there. It
1: also hit the window frame because pictures are out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dallas police were unable to identify the gunman. But it was later claimed and asserted by the Warren Commission that Lee Harvey Oswald, the accused murderer of JFK, was the one who had taken the shot at Edward Walker. Yeah. yeah. So that's how he comes into play.
1: So, which basically means what? Nothing. Because it was hearsay.
0: Yeah, and nobody accused um, nobody accused Lee Harvey Oswald of that. Prior to the assassination of JFK, and, and know, this was like nine months ahead of time. And
1: you know what, guys? Look,
0: or not nine months. It was uh, about five or six months before JFK was assassinated. If
1: if if you believe everything you hear, mm-hmm. right, then it's easy, right? If you believe everything news tells you, mm-hmm. then it'll be easy to believe anything that you hear. This is pure conjecture. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're not telling you it did or it didn't. And if you watch 1963 on Netflix or you watch anything mm-hmm. else going on, right, it's gonna show you, right? But hey guys, come here. Movies aren't real. Movies aren't real. So when you watch movies, right, they're they're not true. the the stuff that you find it's it's all based on which means whatever the producers think is going to sell alright I I, I don't mean to be crass or curt or angry or anything like that but honestly just because you see 1963 or whatever on Netflix and it shows you that Lee Harvey Oswald was the guy that shot this guy or Mm -hmm. tried to shoot this guy doesn't mean it was true I mean just 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 stop Uh, yeah anyway Mm
0: Mhm. I digger So, in terms of the uh, actual witnesses, because mm. there were some witnesses who didn't actually see somebody, you know, yeah. shooting, but, mm-hmm. but who were on the scene. Well. One of whom was Walter Kirk Coleman, a 14-year-old neighbor to Edwin Walker. Aha. He told police, So, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: That means that's a gentleman who really has no... Uh, what do they call it? No... Um, Dog in the fight, yeah, no, no, no real reason to lie, no, right? I mean, he, he's not a politician, he, he, he's not right or left, he's just a kid, yeah. What tell me what he said?
0: So, he told police that he heard the shot and peeking over a fence, he saw some men, not one man, but some men speeding down the alley in a light green or light blue Ford, either a 1959 or a 1960 <sighs> model. He said that he saw another car a 1958 black Chevrolet with white down the side in a church parking lot adjacent to Edmund, Edwin Walker's house. The car was open, and a man was bending over the back seat as though he was placing something on the floor of the car. Indra- Is that a direct quote? That's what he said, yeah. So a
1: 14-year-old kid speaks pretty
0: damn well. Oh, that's not... No, no that's, that's the gist of what he said. Okay, okay. That's what he told okay, police.
1: Okay, that's what they're telling us Mm -hmm. they told police because see folks we don't have the actual report Mm -hmm. to see the actual words yeah okay so I'm just trying to play the other side of the game yep that's true that's what this 14 year old kid who sounds really really articulate but the thing is I
0: mean if if the police took notes for this the notes probably exist somewhere there might there might be a transcript of this
1: I would say they do and if you don't believe what you're hearing don't yell at us Mm -hmm. find out for yourself and then tell us
0: yeah yeah, maybe there's something interesting in that transcript you know. that sheds light on this.
1: Like, like, so what was going on at the church? Mm-hmm. Was there a, you know, was that a Sunday that this happened? And if so, was there a church thing on that day? Well, it, was at, it was at night. Right. There could be a church yeah. meeting at night. Remember, in, a, in the Netflix version of 1963, that night there was an actual th- uh, church thing going
0: on. Oh, really? In the oh, movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that
1: movie.
0: Oh, oh interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. There's more hose in that in my ho-hos. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Um, so, Coleman was not called to testify before the Warren Commission, and he actually later said that he had been ordered not to discuss the incident by authorities. You know, we hear that a lot from these things, and I never understand that. Because it's like they're said not to, like I was told not to discuss the incident by authorities. But isn't just saying that discussing the incident? So I never really understand that, but you hear that a lot.
1: Look, it's just like Aquila Clemens. You know who she is? Either you watch and find out who it is, or you look it up yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She had no stock in the game. She had no agenda. Mm-hmm. She was just some overweight black woman housekeeper who was sitting on her porch, on her porch today when, when um, an Officer Tippett got shot. Mm-hmm. Now, why would she say that the guy that killed Officer Tippett was a little heavy? a little chunky with black wavy hair Mm -mm. and say she saw somebody else there who looked nothing like Lee Harvey Oswald So two men were there. One went one way one went the other.
0: She didn't have some reason just to fabricate something?
1: I mean, she tried to tell people what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, the FBI got there like a week later when she said that they couldn't take her interview because of her diabetes. She was never called to the Warren Commission. Oh. Yet, she was half a block away from the killing. I
0: now, know why this sounds, tastes weird. It's, it's malted barley. It's, it's, this is a malt. It's a malt. Yeah, okay. But, so, my point Sorry, is... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, guys, look.
1: The, the, the biggest thing in the world is, when you're looking into something like this, when you're doing any research like we do, the most important people in the world are the people that were there to see it. That have no stake in the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. And they're the people who always get shunted to the side.
1: It's, it's like, are you kidding? How do you not? How? How? I mean, D- Domingo Benavides, right? His brother got shot in the freaking head in a bar fight because he looked well, because it was a bar fight. Mm-hmm. But he also was an almost exact twin of his brother. Mm-hmm. Well. Domingo Benavides was the one who called the cops during that time, and we're getting off the subject, I understand, but he called the cops from that cop's car. He said he waited some time before he called the cops because he saw the guy shoot the officer and didn't want to leave his vehicle mm-hmm. because he figured the guy would try to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Then he gets on the police radio. It's documented on the radio. Mm-hmm. You've got the video. You, I mean, you've got the audio online. Oh, yeah, we've got, so we got a cop. Kill. I mean, he was actually there. Mm-hmm. He said, initially, and you'll understand why, nope, didn't look like him at all. They kept trying to pressure him. Nope, I'm telling you, it didn't look like uh, Hilly Harvey Oswald at all. And then his brother was killed. Looks just like him. Hmm. What do you think Domingo Benavides did then? Changed his story and said, oh, yeah. It was him. It was Lee Harvey Oswald I saw. I changed my mind. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Look him up. Same thing. Only he got shot in the head. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he spent time in the hospital, got better, Mm -hmm. and then changed his mind and
0: changed his story then. There's a lot of stories that get changed.
1: You know, so so just even that alone, just that alone, right? Mm -hmm. So we say, look, don't listen. Mm-hmm. To, to what you hear, this could be what that mm-hmm. kid said. Really has nothing to do with anything because he was there, didn't really see anything. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is the the Warren Commission didn't call him. Well, the Warren Commission didn't call him why? Because they probably figured, who cares? Yeah. He didn't see Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. He saw really nothing. Why call a guy? Mm-hmm. The only thing this kid could have said, from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. is that okay.
0: There, there are other people. On the
1: I scene. I saw other people there. Yeah. Well, it had nothing to do with the JFK assassination, right? Mm-hmm. Only what the Warren Commission is saying has something to do mm-hmm. <laughs> with it. So maybe that's why. I think it's it's a bit ambiguous to kind of say. Mm-hmm. But again, add 4,000 ambiguous coincidences.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Coleman was shown photographs of Oswald, and he denied that Oswald rem- resembled either of the men that he had seen. So he did
1: see them. Did he give a description of them? Um... He saw a man bending over,
0: putting yeah. something in the vehicle. Yeah, well I mean I don't know how well he saw them, but he he didn't think that Oswald resembled the men. There you go. So he must have seen them in some way It was nighttime, so yeah. you know you don't see things as well. I would
1: love to get again if it was me, I would love to get that actual report. Yeah. I'm wondering though, however
0: I mean none of this is ever definitive. Yeah. Like well, I don't take I don't take what this fourteen year old mm. said as definitive that mm. Oswald wasn't there. No. You know it's just it's another like we like we keep saying it's just another bit of evidence he yeah. didn't think that oswald was there that was his maybe
1: his, it could have been somebody trying to set oswald up from the beginning mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to have all this happen no one is going to come back to this no one
0: may maybe coleman maybe this 14 year old boy you know maybe oswald was there and maybe this 14 year old boy made a mistake yeah that's i mean you know you just have to take the yeah. facts and try to figure out what you think yeah um so uh, let's see some more information. Um, four days before the attempted assassination of Walker, if you think it was an actual assassination attempt, um, Edwin Walker's aide, a man called Robert Surrey, saw two men prowling around Walker's house, peeking in windows. When? This would have been April sixth, nineteen sixty. How many days before? Four days before. So two men. Two men. Okay. Um, Surrey said that the pair was driving a nineteen sixty three dark purple or brown Ford with no license plates. So that's different than the cars that, that were seen by or supposedly seen by Coleman the night. So they of the were the
1: day. ones that were basically case in the place.
0: Yeah, theoretically. Um, now Surrey also said that neither of these men resembled Oswald.
1: Did the car that this guy Surrey see have a fringe on top? <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay. It did. If you don't get it, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Surrey was from Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: he was. Uh, no, he wasn't. was wasn't it he really. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know where he was from. Um, <laughs> I
1: imagine he was. <laughs> anyway, moving on.
0: Yeah. So uh, um, <laughs> now another person, two days before the shooting. Okay. Um, a, a different aide, a man called Max Claunch. Saw a what he described as, and this actually is a quote Cuban or dark-complected man in a 1957 Chevrolet. Was it white? The Chevrolet? Um, he didn't say. Okay. Or at least this quote doesn't say. Okay. He said that he saw this this man cruise around Walker's home several times. In April
1: 1962.
0: Yeah, two days before um, mm-hmm. before somebody took a shot at Edwin Walker. Now, what
1: a skeptic would say: these aides saw this, but did nothing. The guy's a very important person. Mm. The aides noticed that people are peeking at the freaking windows, <laughs> casing the joint. Mm-hmm. But let's not call the cops and tell them before the assassination attempt happens. Let's tell them after. Mm. Now, if I'm a skeptic, that is a valid point. But he's not
0: super important, Edwin Walker. I mean, he's a, pre- he's a former general. He's, you know, one of the top guys in the John Birch Society. There's
1: a lot of people that hate him.
0: Yeah. I mean, but he's not, like, super important. He's not, like, a governor or, you know. He's a big man in Dallas.
1: If you were him, mm-hmm. and your aides, if they did, came to you and said... Hey, by the way, General, Mm -hmm. we had, you know, two people, you know, peeking in the windows (laughs) four days ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, two days ago, I saw a car driving around the block all the time, like they're casing the place.
0: What would you do? What would you do? Well, but what are you going to do? Think about it. It's like, I mean, if somebody wanted to kill Edwin Walker, it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, he wasn't going to be able to sequester himself you know and, unless he like you know moved residences and everything so I mean I, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying what what could he really have done I mean what would you have done if you were him I'd be interested to know if they changed the locks or if they put up bars or if
1: they changed mm-hmm. the glass or what they did
0: if they did anything
1: anything after that mm-hmm. you see my point just just kind of see but because mm-hmm. maybe you know who knows mm-hmm. who knows what maybe he set it up
0: himself what would you do if you saw people, pe- like, peeking into... You know, you live you know, in an apartment somewhere. Yeah. If somebody was... Are you on the first floor? Yeah. No, we're on the second one. So, if you saw somebody, like, climbing a tree and trying to look into your house, you know... Of course, you probably would go confront them, I imagine, but... Probably, but, yeah. But let's say that you were not in a situation where you could do that, and You, but you, so you knew it happened. Or somebody told you, hey, I saw somebody... Oh, well, I'd do what anybody oh, do. What about do. this? Let's say somebody said, oh, I saw somebody, they were up on a ladder looking into your apartment. You know, what would you do? Um, I'd say,
1: uh, are there any cameras out there? And if not, mm-hmm. I'd say, what time was it? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would case the place. You know, I'd say, don't say a word to anybody. And then I'd get my 22 takedown. And I'd sit in a locked door, room with the lights off, mm-hmm. waiting for them.
0: You know, here's a ha- here's a Halloween story. Just not <laughs> not to waste time, but I once went out. I once went out, um, and and I actually felt bad about this, but my brother and one of his friends wanted to go smashing pumpkins. Oh, you know, that's a good band. And so I went with them. When was the concert? No, 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 not to see some, on Halloween. Some, literally to go smash pumpkins.
1: Oh! But
0: this was back, you know, when I was in high school. Okay. And so. Um, you know, we went around, and my brother was the one who was my older brother, was the one who was excited about. Actually, I didn't really care. Like, what's so great about smashing a pumpkin? I don't really understand the, the appeal. I your brother. I can't tell you. Yeah, but he wanted to smash a pumpkin. So he, so we walked around, and we came to this house, mm-hmm. and there's this beautifully carved pumpkin we right at the end of the driveway, just sitting at the end of the driveway. Poor lonely pumpkin. And it, it was somebody that we knew. Oh We no, knew who no, lived no. there. No. And so my brother's like, oh, we could smash that pumpkin. And I said, oh, come on, Mr. X. I'm not going to say his name. Mr. X lives in this house. You can't smash this pumpkin. That'd be such a jerky thing to do. He's a nice guy, right? The pumpkin it's, or the guy who lives there? The guy who lives there. Okay. Like, he's a nice guy. So my brother's like, okay. He's like, we'll go find something else. A different pumpkin. So we walk off. A couple of weeks later, I was talking to that guy. Oh, no. And oh no. He no. told me he said this is what I do. He said every year I carve a beautiful pumpkin. I put it at the I put it at the end of my driveway. I get a BB gun. I sit up in the in the loft of my garage. Oh what?
1: Wait, <laughs> I love it.
0: And wait for somebody to come and try to smash that pumpkin. So my brother should be very thankful wow. that I talked him out of uh Smashing, especially Mr. X's if he was
1: just—he was—he was just downplaying it, and it really wasn't. It was a ten take, a ten twenty takedown rifle. That would
0: be—I think personally—I think that would be an overreaction to, to a kid smashing your pumpkin. But, Agreed. But uh, anyway, that's—I always thought that was an amusing story. Uh, <laughs> Uh, can you imagine oh, that? Like you, you pick it up. To, yeah, he, and eventually he did try to smash a pumpkin. He, I remember he ran down the street holding a pumpkin. He was like, ah! and he threw it, and it bounced and rolled. It didn't even smash. Which, of course, made me make fun of him like crazy. What was his name again? My brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
0: Moving on. <laughs> More than two months after the JFK assassination, Marina Oswald was held at the Inn of the Six Flags in Arlington near Fort Worth. Where the Secret Service and the FBI interrogated her and threatened her with deportation to the Soviet Union.
1: Now, how do we know?
0: Well, we know she was there for two months. Wow. Well, we... well, that's true. I guess she could have been somewhere else.
1: My point, which is the whole point of this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Remember,
0: you're always good at. it You're right. You shouldn't. You should always question.
1: This I stuff. mean, the thing is, and here's why, and not that it's a bad thing, but there will be people that leave comments. Let's say, hey, at at eleven forty-two, you know, you said this. You no, know, how do you know? You know that this actually happened.
0: You're telling that's true. We don't. I say things. You're right. You're, it's good that you right? always kind of call that into question. Because,
1: well, because and that's why. I mean, we're just telling you, and it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want to give the information. We're giving you information that has been that we have found. We weren't there. We weren't there. We, and, and we didn't say, like we said in the beginning of this whole thing, mm-hmm. we didn't say this is documented proof. Mm-hmm. We haven't told you go look it up. Right? And if we tell you to go look it up, trust me. It's not going to be hard for you to look it up and find it. So, But we didn't here. So just remember when we say this, if you try to leave comments saying, oh, how do we know? We know how do you know. We, we, we get it. Yeah. If we say it's documented, it's documented. You, you're not going to prove us wrong because we do enough research to know better.
0: So we, what we can say about this is, according to the Secret Service, there you go. According to the FBI and according to Marina Oswald, there you go. She was there for two months. Okay. And then this is that happened. So later on, she said that um, she. Uh, Where was
1: Oswald? Where was Lee Harvey Oswald during his two months?
0: No, this was after the assassination.
1: Okay, all right, all right, okay,
0: cheers. Um, So she said that she, um, well, she reported that she asked Oswald what had happened. This was after the two months of, of interrogation that she said this. She asked Oswald what happened, and he said that he just tried to shoot General Walker. So so Marina is one of the people who kind of... Wait, wait. She
1: talked to her husband after,
0: so after... he shot the president? No, no, no. Or after they say he So did... So two months after the president was shot, yeah. long after Oswald was dead, right. Marina Oswald
1: told the, FBI, told the or...
0: FBI that Oswald had told her, way back when, that he had just tried to shoot Edwin Walker. Did he say why? Um, I, well, this is what she said. I asked him who General Walker was. (laughs) I mean, how dare you go go and try to claim somebody's life? And he said, well, what would you say if somebody got rid of Hitler at the right time? So if you don't know about General Walker, how can you speak up on his behalf? Because he told me he was something equal to what he called him a fascist.
1: Oh boy.
0: Which he was. Now, 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 isn't that interesting? You know, and so, so, so I gotta say, you know what that sounds like? It's setting him up as being, you know, the big communist kind of agitator.
1: It, 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 well, it, it 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 sounds to me like maybe. I mean, who knows, right? Can you believe Marina Oswald, folks? Well, if you knew Marina Oswald. At least what you read about her and know about her.
0: Well, I don't trust anything she says. Uh, not a chance. Well, her stories changed.
1: Not a chance. You know, continuously. Look, and it's just, it's it's so funny. And, and everything's so convoluted sometimes, you know? Like, they did, believe it or not, d- drag up his body, you know, mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald. And when they did, <laughs> when they did, they did a mm-hmm. teeth thingy, right? Of her? Of him.
0: Oh, of him, yeah. Lee yep. Harvey
1: Oswald said it was him. Oh, really? Because let me tell you something. If you think there's two Lee Harvey Oswalds, you, you, in my opinion, would be correct. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Lee Harvey Oswald got in a fight when he was a teenager. Documented! Mm -hmm. Knocked out his tooth. Yet, when they pulled his body out and exhumed it, they said he had a full set of real teeth. Original real teeth. Now, come on. Now, just come on. I, really? Also, he had scars on his body. In the service, when he was in the service, he shot himself at the elbow. had, a, had He had, had an operation, had a scar. Mm-hmm. And the body that they had in the morgue didn't have a scar. Had no scars.
0: No, oh, nothing.
1: So... Anyway,
0: kind of confusing. It's hard to undo a scar. You can have like a tattoo removed.
1: Yeah, it is painful just so... and difficult, but anyway. Scar? You are. And that's see this we know more than a, a, a lot of people. Especially back in the 60s. You know. Well, we know more than a lot of people know, right? Mm-hmm. So so we're saying to you what we know. But even if you don't believe it, what if it was true? And when you dig into it, you'll find out that it is. But say to yourself now if you don't know and you don't believe us, what if it was? Mhm. I mean, what if it was true? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. What do you do then? What do you do then? Anyway. Moving on.
0: So the Warren Commission was aware that many of Marina Oswald's statements were contradictory and unreliable. Because they thought she
1: was a double agent anyway, too.
0: Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, a lot of different things that she said were were kind of contradictory. Um, And so...
1: She did also, Marina was quoted as saying, I believe my husband was part of you know, the government. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. You know, she, she actually said that. Doesn't mean she yeah. meant it, or if it wasn't cued, but whatever.
0: Yeah, in fact, one of the commission's attorneys, a man called Norman Redlick, wrote that, quote, we cannot ignore that Marina Oswald has repeatedly lied to the Secret Service, the FBI, and this commission on matters which are of vital concern to the people of this country and the world.
1: Of course. You know, it's funny, isn't it, Steve? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, the government will say to people, you know, and and here's what they, look, I was in the service, and you know what they said in the service? They said, you know, don't talk about anything to anybody because you never know who's who, Mm -hmm. right? And you never know if anybody's listening to you in your conversation at the bar with a buddy. Yeah, yeah. who might be in the Air Force or the Army or the Navy or the Marines mm-hmm. and say, oh yeah, we were working on this today and these people are out there going, ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. What can we find out? So they always said, don't talk to anybody about anything, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, don't do that, don't do that. But then there's the, disinformation, the dissemination of, of bad information that goes out there on mm-hmm. purpose too.
0: Yeah,
1: It convolutes everything and it's, it's done for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, it's interesting in that um, with Marine Oswald, on the one hand, they'll they'll say, you know, we can't trust everything she says because she's lied to us so many times. But then, on the other hand, they rely on her testimony about Oswald taking a pot shot at Edwin Walker. You know, that was one of the, the biggest, you know, testi- most important testimonies. You know, in that regard. and that's a huge point. So they kind of rely on her when it's. In their interest, but then they but then they discredit her Gee. when it's not in their interest. Gee, does
1: this sound like witnesses that were there to see it? hmm Oh, yeah, by the way, as an aside, Aquila Clemens was told by the FBI that she shouldn't talk to anybody or she would get hurt. Not from me, not from a paper, not from a book. hmm Go find a the video. They ask her, and she says, oh, no, yeah, I was told that if I, I should not say anything because uh, I might get hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's got no reason to uh, lie. Uh,
0: now, the person who provided the evidence that Oswald took a shot at Edwin Walker, which is kind of the most significant evidence, yeah. is um, Ruth Payne. She's the lady who owned the home in which the, the Oswalds were living. Yeah. Yeah, their landlord. Um, she supplied a note to the commission that was supposedly written before the shot was fired at Edwin Walker, in which Oswald said that he might be arrested. However, there are issues with this supposed note. Here are the issues. Ruth Payne's home, the home they were living in, had been searched thoroughly on the afternoon of the assassination and again the following day when Ruth Payne claimed to have seen officers specifically looking for new sp- loose papers within books. Um, the inventory of items discovered actually is 49 pages long, <laughs> but this inventory does not mention this note, which you would think would be kind of a, a, a major find.
1: I wonder if it mentions missing curtain
0: rods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, something like this where he essentially said, Oh, I may, you know, a note where he says, I may be arrested. Wouldn't you think that would be important enough to be included in in this other list of items, which is forty nine pages long?
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, why would that even be a question mm-hmm. when it's documented that when Lee Harvey Oswald was questioned about Ruth Payne, mm-hmm. he said, "Don't get her into it." Mm-hmm. That was Ruth. That was my. That was Ruth. That was Ruth's station wagon. Don't get her into it. When they talked about the white station wagon mm-hmm. that supposedly picked up. Lee Harvey Oswald from the Grassy Knoll mm-hmm. yeah. that a policeman saw him supposedly get in.
0: Yeah, Ruth Payne actually is an interesting individual. Yes. Like, I, I kind of feel like we don't do her justice yes. in terms of we, I don't have enough material on uh-huh, her. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. she has an interesting backstory. And, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. I mean,
0: if you have time, do a little reading on her because it know. makes you wonder how how did she come to be, like, you know somebody with such an interesting background, how did she just happen to be Lee Harvey Oswald's landlady? Randomly.
1: How did, how did Lee Harvey Oswald randomly get a job at the Texas Book Depository two yeah, weeks yeah. before the shoot? I
0: mean, I know, there's so many things like that. Um,
1: Go on.
0: So other, Go on! Other issues with Ruth Payne's evidence. Um, although the FBI's handwriting expert considered that the note was in Oswald's handwriting... Only one of three experts who are consulted by the House Select Committee on Assassinations considered the note to be authentic. So there's some question in terms of, like, you know, was it just a good forgery?
1: Gee, go figure. Are you trying to say that if one side doesn't have enough information about something that might not work their way, they might try to get somebody else who says it's something different? Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of like, you know, the guy who said that fingerprints found on the weapon mm-hmm. in the book depository, the palm print belonged to one Mac Wallace. Yeah, and, and every single person on the in the FBI, CIA, and everybody else mm-hmm. said the same thing. Yeah. And then the Warren Commission decided to to find somebody else who wasn't even the FBI, CIA, or anybody else, and said, "Oh." No, it's not Mac Wallace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said, Oh! Yep, he's the guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fingerprints, get a load of this. The Bureau's fingerprint expert found seven sets of fingerprints on the note. Fingerprints? Fingerprints. <laughs> okay. None of them belonged either to Lee or Marina Oswald.
1: Who did they belong to?
0: Well, they don't know. Oh, uh, they do. Well, they may know, but... Theoretically, they don't know.
1: Maybe somebody should take this, go out and try to find those, do a Freedom of Information Act request and ask for that. Mm -hmm. And who did they belong to? Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'd get it. I'm guessing not. But, anyway,
0: moving on. So, uh, moving on, talking about Edwin Walker a little bit more. Um... So now there are some questions whether he had a connection with a militant Cuban exile group. Okay. So here's um, some thoughts about that. On April sixth, nineteen sixty-three, a member of the militant Cuban exile group Alpha Sixty Six, Ah, Felipe Vidal Santiago. Mm-hmm. Um was frequently seen with Gen- General Edwin Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, this note doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> okay. It's just saying who he was. Yeah. Um, so he was, this guy, Philippe Vidal Santiago. He's, um, you know, um, a militant Cuban exile. He was known to drive a 1957 Chevrolet. Aha! Uh-huh. And, um... And so th- there are some people who think that it was his '57 Chevrolet, which was the one that was in, you know, in the driveway of Edwin Walker. And you know,
1: Steve, some people think that the the world is flat.
0: It's not. It is.
1: It's flat. Who we got? So this
0: '1957 Chevrolet. A lot of them out
1: there, folks. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of them out there, at least around Dallas. Oh, yeah. Around all of the key areas or key spots related to the JFK assassination. Um, Mm -hmm. For instance, um, not to kind of um, give anything away ahead of time, but about an hour after the the murder of J.D. Tippett on November 22nd, the same day of the the assassination, um, police dispatchers, Broadcast a pickup order for a 1957 Chevrolet last seen at the intersection where Tippett is killed or was what killed. What color was it? You keep asking that. My notes don't say.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, because witnesses at the scene of the killing say they saw a gray car mm-hmm. drive away, and one guy actually never stopped saying he knows there was a gray car mm-hmm. that sped away from the killing.
0: Mm hmm. So, uh, this is interesting. Part of the evidence that leads the Warren Commission to conclude that it was Oswald who shoots at Gen- General Walker are three photographs made of Walker's house that, that supposedly were found in Oswald's oh, belongings. Wait a minute. I mean, yes, supposedly they were found. There are all, all sorts of issues with these photographs, but... Um, what's interesting is that um, commission photo experts say that the backgrounds of the pictures indicate that the photos were made no, lo- no later than March 10th which was one month before the the, the shooting on, on Edwin Walker and uh, in one of the photographs a 1957 Chevrolet is in Walker's driveway
1: with, with, with the with the, uh, with the license plate blacked out, right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. I saw that picture.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. That, that's what this says, actually. When the <laughs> photograph was turned over to the Warren Commission by the FBI, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a hole had been pushed through it right in the spot where the license plate on the car had been, <laughs> making the car un- unidentifiable. Yeah. It, it was not Walker's car, but we don't know whose it uh, was.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask, okay, though? Well, why punch a hole through it? Was it an accident?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, how careless can they be?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I, mean, I mean, maybe, maybe
1: they put it down on top of a pin accidentally. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean,
0: <sighs> let me tell you, this stuff is kicking my ass. This stuff, <laughs> this stuff is for real. <laughs> oh, <Before we> go. <laughs>